Father, this morning, we just pray that you will allow us in the next few moments to take a deep breath and hear from you. God, we would allow your spirit to penetrate our souls, our hearts, our deepest desires, our wants, our fatigue, our, our giddiness and anxiety or anxiousness about what's next, that, God, you'll speak to all of those things in the next few minutes. God, I pray that you would uh, allow me to be your, your, your voice piece this morning, that anything I say would be of you and from you and would be to us and for us, to equip us, to transform us. And God, anything else, God, I pray that it falls to the ground today. So, Father, we just pray that you be with me as the speaker and us as listeners this morning as we tune into what it is that you would have us here this morning. We pray this through your son's name. Amen. You know, Chris stated it, and uh, I'll just restate it. I'm, I'm really ready for 2020, but there's kind of this but-first moment for me. You know, I'm going to throw you a little bit of a curveball because a lot of times we get into like a new year and we do what? We have all these lists of resolutions and, and we wake up January 1st and we're like, let's go. You know, like we're in this, like we got to get it. But that is not my new year this year. I want to take this new year and have a but first moment. Guys, I won't lie, you know, as your pastor, I've, I've tried to always be very transparent. And I want to tell you, 2019 has been a really tough year. It's been a rough one. Uh, on multiple fronts, there's been uh, just some attack on me and, and, and my own spiritual life and relationships and a lot of other things, and it's tough. But I will tell you, I've got good news. I got to end 2019 on a high note, and it has to do with the purchase of a pillow. Anybody believer in a pillow matters? So guys, I've been looking for a pillow for quite a while, and with the help of a friend, I was able to find this pillow in mid-December, and it has changed my life. And here's why I went on a pillow search. I was tired of being tired. Anybody else feel that? Anybody else use that word? You know, the word tired just seems to be a word that rolls off our tongue so easily. I hear it all the time. Just in the last month, I hear more and more people saying, I'm tired. I don't know if it was because Thanksgiving was late this year, Anybody notice that? And then it was almost like because Thanksgiving was late, what happened? Christmas just got right on top of us quickly, and then you got that week break, and then you're right into New Year's for Lori and I. We traveled this New Year, and it's just like this sense that I'm tired. I ran into a lady on the plane. Lori and I didn't have seats together on the plane heading to Dallas last week, and so I got to sit by strangers, which when you're 6'5 in my size, uh, sitting by strangers is not always fun because you, you can feel it as you walk down the aisle. People are like, oh, gosh, this guy, he's going to be the guy. This is going to be the guy that's sitting in the middle seat. And sure enough, so we get separated. I've got the aisle seat, and there's this, this lady that is sitting beside of me, and we sit down, you know, and just you do your small talk, and, hey, how was Christmas? Good, but I'm so tired. And so a few minutes into the flight, I noticed that she is squirming. So she has pulled her, her, her legs up, like underneath her in her seat. One of those things I, I dream about. I just want my legs to fit into the seat. And um, so she's, you know, and she's got her knees pulled up, and she's kind of like this. And you can tell that she is, she's, she's almost physically hurting to stay upright. You know, you, you had that moment where you're so tired that you want to go to sleep, but you know it's probably not the best place for you to go to sleep. And so you, you just physically like kind of lock up and you're like, but your body's just saying, let go, let go. And you're trying not to. And then you do let go and you get this thing. You know what I'm talking about? This was her. 
Well, there was a moment that she finally gave into it, and the next thing I know, this lady is like in my lap, like slunched over. She wakes up, and I'm like, I want to be like compassionate in this moment, but I'm like, I barely fit in this seat as it is. I don't need you draping on me. I don't know you that well. I know we had a little introductory moment, but listen, it is not this kind of flight. So anyway, she wakes up, and she's like, oh my goodness, I'm so sorry. I just, I'm so tired. And I don't know about you, but the older I get, I find it hard to rest. And I'm not just talking about like a good full night's sleep. I'm not talking about being sleepy. I'm talking about rest. And when you, when you get in these seasons when you don't rest well, you end up restless. And that's been kind of my season. I, I just, I find myself restless way more than rested. And, and guys, I've tried everything. I've tried lavender. Anybody tried lavender? That's a sham. <laughs> Smells good. My wife has like this, like it's a giant chapstick, but it's lavender. Like, so she rubs it on me and, and, and I'm like, now I'm just awake smelling this aroma. Like it doesn't help. I've tried melatonin gummies. I'm like, ooh, those taste good. Can I have another one? Like, because again, it's just not working. And so again, that, that led me to what I thought it was. I thought it was my pillow. Guys, I, I went on a pillow hunt this last, this last year. I went through three pillows this last year. Anybody else feel this? Am I making too big of a deal out of a pillow? Anybody you, like travel with their pillow? There we go. All right, so for the four of you who pillows matter, you'll love this. So I went on a pillow hunt. I'm the guy at Bed Bath & Beyond who's like laying on the bed. You know what I'm talking about? I'm that guy who, who I've got the pillow out of the box. And I'm like, you know, I'm not going to pay you $70, $80 for a pillow that I can't even lay on before I take it home. I don't care what your guarantee is. I'm trying this bad boy out right now. So I'm laying like and I'm squirming. I'm trying to like toss and turn and, and people are coming around the aisle with, you know, like salt shakers and stuff. And they're like, what is this dude doing? And so I went on this pillow quest. So I went through three pillows. And finally, a friend of mine named Leanne, said, I've got a pillow you need to try. I think it'll, it'll change your life. So we went to Franklin. You can only buy these pillows in Franklin, okay? So I went to this place called Sage Sleep. I went down there, and they said, okay, here, and they taught me how to fit this, and they, they gave me this little trick where you can put it in the dryer. And can I tell you that it has changed my life? But here's the thing. I'm closer, but I'm still restless. I'm closer, but I'm still restless. And so what I figured out is this that my restlessness is deeper than sleep. But I'm, I'm longing for and I'm looking for true rest. And, and the thing is this, it is hard to slow down when we get worn down. It's hard to slow down when we get worn down. Physically, mentally, spiritually, we, we live in this world where it's go, 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 and it's, it's look, 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 and do, 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 and, and, and typically that's how we walk into a new year. We got to go, go, go. We got to look, look, look. We got to do. We got, we got things to change, and we got weight to drop, and we got all this stuff. And I just had this moment where I said, but first, but first. I'm not going to give in to this social media world of a net-breaking pace and where there's so much negativity and emotional movement that leaves me drained. I said, no, I'm going to pause first. And I want to just bring you along on the journey as we pause. You know, and through the years, it's puzzling because this has never been an issue for me. 
resting and sleeping and, and being rested has never been an issue for me. I've gone through like several seasons of my life. I went through what I call the loafing season. I had a coach that uh, was my high school basketball coach who said, Jason, man, you could be really better than you are if you didn't loaf so much. My dad used to tell me that all the time. You know, your grades could be a way better if you didn't loaf so much. In fact, my dad would try to like incentivize it all and pay me. If you would not loaf as much, you know, you'll make more money on your, your grades, that sort of thing. And I loved playing time and I loved money. It was just that I loved rest. I loved to sleep. Then I got into college and I went through what I call the sleep-in phase. Anybody, any college students know about this? We used to have these, these moments, my, my roommates and I, periodically. It was like a designated day. We called them Blackout Saturday. And it's not like it sounds. I mean, it wasn't every week like it sounds. But there were these Blackout Saturdays. And we would take this heavy black material and put it on all of our windows. And for a day... I think the record was sleeping 18 hours straight. My roommate achieved that. I'm like, how do you even like store bodily fluids for 18 hours? But he did it. It was amazing. But rest, but it, but it allowed us to rest and then begin to go into that period. We'd usually do it right before finals or somewhere in that month ahead so that you would have that, that, that energy to make the next push. And now fast forward. And after all these years, I'm figuring out that I don't know how to rest well and that I need to loaf more. I need to, to rest more. I need to sleep in. I need to unplug. I need to, to find true rest. I find myself, I, I, I'm guessing a lot like you, I find myself in the middle of the rush, in the middle of the noise, in the middle of the speed of life that is simply not maintainable. And so, guys, this is biblical, but it is vital. What I'm going to tell you this morning and what I'm going to kind of unfold this morning is vital to our well-being because the thing about the noise, the thing about this restlessness is that when we're exposed to enough of it and when we allow ourselves to stay in that cycle long enough, here's, here, here's, here's the danger, is that we will get to a place where we don't hear what we need to hear and we don't spend time with who we need to spend time with. We'll find ourselves in the moment where we stop hearing and we stop seeing the things that are most important to us. Or better yet, we will stop or we will miss spending time with the one who is most important to us. And I want to be honest that in the rush and the restlessness of this last year, it has caused me, this is a big admittance and confession on my part, it has caused me to miss out on moments with God. And so when I got into this season of 2020, I said, I've got to stop and rest and learn how to do that. And, 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 and if I'm honest, and if we're honest together this morning, I think we often in the busyness and the noisiness of the world truly have a hard time being restful, having these quiet, still moments, quality time with God. And if you're like me, I mean, I try, but there's always something. For me, sometimes it's distractions that spoil this moment. Like, okay, God, I'm trying, to, I'm trying to get into this moment of rest. I'm trying to get there, and then there's these distractions. And so what do I do? I turn off my cell phone, and I turn off iTunes or Spotify. I shut the door, and I breathe in and out thinking, okay, if I can just kind of clear my mind, 
But then something happens. The other things that I haven't turned off begin to creep in. And, you know, my email dings on my computer and there's a funny video. And here we go down the rabbit hole of that. I've already admitted that to you, that I'm a YouTube junkie. Or it can be little things like you're in this moment and you're breathing and the air conditioner kicks on. Then the fan runs. You're like, why is that fan making a noise? Maybe I need to go check why the fan's making the noise. Oh, hey, there's a YouTube video, right? And so it's like this moment where something all the time, sometimes it's not even actual noise. It's a to-do list that sits in the back or it's a what-if list. What if I don't get this done? Or what if tomorrow? And what if? What if they call? You know, what if? Or you find yourself daydreaming in the midst of that. I found for me, sometimes it's, it's people. And it's not even people who are present. It's kind of like being in the cashier or the checkout line. You're going to know this person, the person that's on their phone in the midst of the checkout line. You've got this sweet person in front of you who's trying to assist you in making your day better, and they're not even getting through the line in an efficient way because they're distracted by someone who's not even present and ignoring the person who is present. And again, all of these things. And so if you're, if you're like me, I say, you know what, i got to get out of the house, i got to get out of the office, i got to go somewhere, so I go to Starbucks. Well, that's a crazy mistake. Got cars and sirens and espresso machines, people at the table next to me talking politics and religion. If you're like me, I kind of want to chime in on that, but I know better. Then negativity spoils. So not only do distractions spoil my restlessness or my rest, negativity spoils. Guys, we live in such a world where it's just a matter of moments when we see something or we read something or we hear something that triggers us. And we end up in this negative space that absolutely robs our day. It doesn't just rob the moment, it robs our day. And if we're not careful, it can rob days, seasons. And before you know it, here's at least my world. The day is gone. I'm frustrated and I don't feel ready for the moment that God woke me up for in the first place. I don't feel ready for the moments that God is trying to or maybe or potentially preparing me for, and I'm left tired. And if you do it long enough, if you live in that cycle long enough, here's what happens. It begins to erode away at you and what you are created to do. It goes from a moment to an extended season where you find yourself on the brink of being worn out and burnout. So, I'm guessing I'm not the only one in the room. So how do we stop the cycle? How do we begin to kind of go, okay, I want to hit pause. I'm ready for 2020. And I'm excited to put 2019 behind me, and I'm excited for what 2020 is going to bring. But how do we get to this place where we say, but first, let's have a moment. Let's have a rest. Let's begin to, 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 to stop this cycle. I ran across Mark chapter 6, and it's something that I've seen a hundred times, but I had never seen it, and I guess because I wasn't looking for it like I am in the season that I'm in now. But Mark chapter 6 is an amazing chapter. It's this amazing season in the moment of Jesus and his disciples. 
and they are just experiencing these rock star moments. They're experiencing transformation moments. Uh, they, they are having these moments where Jesus is sending them out, so the 12 is going out, and they're multiplying, and they're getting followers, and they're involved in all these sorts of things. They're, they're preaching and teaching the goodness and the grace and the hope that is found in this come Messiah. They're not only just teaching and preaching and changing lives, they are seeing before their eyes and part of delivering miracles. They're seeing people that have been blind since birth be healed. They're seeing people with long-term terminal illnesses be healed. They're seeing people drive out demons. They're anointing sick people. It's, it, it's this awesome scene. And so there's this moment in, in this time frame where the disciples are gathered around Jesus and they're telling him all about this stuff. Oh, Jesus, you're not going to believe it was this moment. Oh, and if you could have seen her face and if you could have seen the response and if you, I'm telling you, we, we, this is a good thing, Jesus. We got so much to look forward to. Let's go, let's go. It's a picture of activity, of movement transformation and involvement. And if you know this story, it continues. They get on a boat, and the people are so anxious to see what is next. They, they run around the shore, and so when they get there on the other side, they're waiting on them. And what is waiting on them on the other side is not just people. What's waiting on the other side is, is moments. It, it's, it's moments to continue the ministry. It's moments to continue to spread the good news. It's moments that, that people's lives may be literally physically depending on or maybe emotionally depending on or, or spiritually depending on, and it's at their hands to deliver these things. There's such a responsibility that they have, and so there's these, this crowd of people that's like, oh, we want more. So there's ministry opportunities that's waiting them, and there's more miracles to deliver. In fact, we see one of the big miracles that happens. They get to this place where everybody gets hungry. And what happens? The disciples go, hey, we're going to lose this crowd. We're going to lose this moment. We're going to lose this opportunity if we don't feed people. But we're broke. We don't have any money, so how are we going to do this? And Jesus says, hey, find me what you can find, and let's see what we can make happen. And we see that he takes this small kid's lunch, and he turns it into a feast, and he feeds, we know, at least 5,000 people on a hillside, so much that the disciples gather up baskets of leftovers to microwave later. It's this amazing moment of ministry, and there are good things happening, and there are good things to be happening. There are things that are, are hanging in the balance, important things, godly things, salvation things, transformational things. They are blowing and going, they're moving and shaking. But they don't understand that even in the midst of that, you run the risk of tiring out, but Jesus does. Jesus gets it. Jesus understands it. And there's something right in the middle of all of this that I've missed. And I think we miss because it's a side note. It's a transitional piece in the text. It's not even a focus piece in the text. The focus is the miracles and the ministry and the feeding and the, the, the abundance that God gives when he gives. It's all these things. But I think the, the most important lesson or one of the most important lessons is in a transitional piece in this text that we've missed. And it's so vital. 
It's vital to, to their and to our sustainability. It's vital to their longevity. And it's vital to their overall effectiveness for that moment, the moments to come in the years to come. And Jesus is putting in place not just a moment, but he's putting in place a discipline that he's going to call them to for the rest of their ministry. And here's the piece that we miss. The apostles gathered around Jesus, reporting to him all that they had done and taught. Then, because so many people were coming and going, they did not even have a a chance to eat. Paul's right there. Do you get it? But they're not asking to stop. They're not asking to, to geez, man, you gotta, we got to hit the brakes for a second. We haven't even had a chance to eat. No, they're going, Jesus, we got to keep going. We got to push. And Jesus responds with a curveball, and it's the same curveball that maybe I'm throwing you this morning in the midst of 2020 when we're supposed to be going, what's next? And here it is. He said to them, come, and I have a word written in mind because I think this makes it even, even more intimate. Come away with me by yourselves to a quiet place and get some rest. Let me read it again. He said, come away with me by yourselves to a quiet place and get some rest. And remember, the feeding of the 5,000 hasn't happened yet. And then here's the way this ends. So they went away by themselves in a boat to a solitary place. What an invitation. What an invitation. What a moment that they didn't even realize they needed, but Jesus did where he says, guys, I know there's lots of good things to be done. There's always going to be good things to be done. But if you don't rest, you're not going to be able to get to it. So he says, here's the deal. Come away with me and rest. Jesus calls them away from everything that was good, but that was also potentially exhausting, that he knew that could lead to an unhealthy place to be quiet with him and find rest with him. Close your eyes for a second. Can you imagine this moment? You're on this boat with Jesus where he's just given you this invitation to just rest. You got Peter trying to make small talk. Hey, how about that Titans win? And Jesus is like, shh, Peter, not right now. We'll listen to it on the radio in the morning. For right now, all I want you to do is be quiet. Be still. Rest. Find peace. Be quiet. Find calmness. Well, Jesus, can you picture this? The moments where the busyness that awaits you on whatever comes next begins to slide into the background. The anxiety of whatever it is that you just came out of begins to lessen. 
the stuff that is ahead, the activities, the work, the, the ministry that is ahead of you, for a moment you can hit pause on and say, this is nice. This is nice. You began to find rest. What would you ask Jesus in these moments? What would you want to unload on him in these moments? Or maybe if you're like me, you just don't want to say anything. You just want to enjoy being in his presence because you haven't been there in a while. And from the outside, it, you've been traveling with him. You've been physically with him, but maybe it's been a minute since you've really been with him. Just you and him. And so you just breathe and you rest, knowing that you're in the boat with the Savior. I don't know about you, but I need this moment, and I think we need this moment. Jesus found value in resting. So as we end this morning and kind of end 2019, I guess, officially, I just want to encourage you to know that you've got to find and develop the ability to rest and the skill to slow down. If not, here's what's going to happen. You're going to fall victim to some key, what I know that's not a word, you're going to fall victim to some tiredisms. And I found myself in this last six or eight months falling victim to some tiredisms. So I want to share with you four or five tiredisms and I'm not going to commentate on them, I'm just going to give them to you. And you'll go, oh, yeah, I've been there. Oh, I'm right there. But here's some tiredisms and that maybe you can, you can relate to. I think that tired people take fewer risks. I don't know if it's a lack of energy or just a lack of vision, but here's what happens when we get tired. We tighten up. And we hold on to what is instead of being loose and free and faithful and just living life like God has called us to, taking crazy risk. And I'm there. That's, that's kind of been my story. I think tired people overreact. I know you don't, but you probably got a coworker that you go, man, she must be tired. Or he must be tired. And here's what happens when we overact. We don't celebrate victories big enough. And we take the losses way harder than we should. It's just an overreaction. Tired people fall back on old habits. And let's be honest, most of those aren't good. It's where we get lazy or we procrastinate or we begin to trickle into some areas that we've worked hard to get out of through the years. We just fall back into old habits because it's just easier. It's comfortable. Maybe there's release that's found in it momentarily. Tired people, they don't perform well. And there have been moments over the last six or eight months where I just walk away from this moment and go, that wasn't good where you just don't perform well because you just don't feel well. And then the one that I, I, I really, I even, I even struggled to type it out and write it down. But tired people are not good people for other people. Tired people aren't good people for other people. And so you just don't invest relationally or you get angry quicker 
or you fatigue out and you go, wow, my relationships are suffering at the hands of my tiredness, at the hands of my restlessness. So I don't want to fall victim to these any longer. I don't want you to fall victim to these any longer. So we've got to learn to slow down a little, rest, come away and breathe. And here's what it comes down to, three things. It comes down to a good pillow. So if you don't have a good pillow, come see me. I'll let you try this out. But it comes down to perspective, meaning that most everything that you're dealing with, you need to have the perspective that it will be there when you get back from resting. The moment that you're afraid you'll miss if you rest will be there and you will be better equipped to deal with it, handle it, step into it, and achieve it better than you would have if you didn't step away. Perspective. The next big moment, it, it, it can wait for the man named Jesus. And you got to take into it that perspective. And then finally, you got to have priority. I can't say this loud enough. You've got to make time to rest. Schedule it. You guys realize that there was a moment where God mandated this? It was called the Sabbath. It was non-negotiable. He said, listen, I know how big of a deal this is. He mandated it. He commanded it. You, as a, a follower of me, have to learn to rest. So schedule it. And I know, I know, I know, some of you are going to say, well, Jason, but I just got way too much to do and I, I can't turn everything that's around me off long enough. And it's just, you know, can I just remind you that, that Daniel slept in the midst of a lion's den. Paul slept in the middle of a prison cell. Jesus slept in the middle of storms. And Jesus invited other people into the boat with him. You can always find a place in the middle of whatever's going on, your circumstance, your to-do list, you can find a place to rest. And it does not. Those lists, those circumstances, good or bad, don't get to trump your rest. I just want to end with this. You guys realize that God, the scriptures tell us this, that God is jealous for us. That God more than us serving at Green Street and staying busy with our Christian to-do list that are good things, that are important things, that are part of our DNA. But you know, there are moments where God says, what I want most is you. Your full attention, your heart, your surrender. And the only way that can happen sometimes is if you rest. He's got so much for us. He's got so many good relationships and experiences and wisdom and knowledge and ministry opportunities. But he also has for us rest. This moment where you just take time to go away with him. Jesus tells his followers in Matthew chapter 10, he says, come to me. It's a, it's a similar invitation, just uses a little different words. He says, come to me. All what? You who are weary and burdened. I guess I should have woke the lady up on the plane that was in my lap and said, you need to get away with Jesus for a minute and get out of my lap. But he says, who are weary and burdened. And he says, look, it's not a maybe, it's a promise. He says, come to me, 
all of you who are weary and burdened, and I will, you can guarantee it, it's a promise, it's money in the bank, I will give you rest. But it cannot happen if you don't do the first part. Come away. So, 2020, let's start it by doing this, finding rest. Going away with Jesus, and I don't know what that looks like in your world or in your life or you know, how it is that this will play out. I just want you to hit pause for a moment before you get crazy busy attempting to get the weight back off or get back in the gym or climbing the corporate ladder or whatever step is next for you or creating new financial habits, which is going to be fantastic, all those kinds of things. Before you do any of that, can you just have a but first moment and begin to create habits, begin to have these moments where you step into the invitation. When Jesus says, come away with me just for a moment into the stillness and the quietness so that you can find rest, so that you in return can be the best you. Stand with me. Father, this morning, I don't want this to be a down moment. This is, this is good news. For some of us, all we've been waiting for is permission to take a nap. Permission to slow down, permission to turn off. And we feel like that if we do, that we'll disappoint somebody, whether that's a spouse or a boss or our kids or whatever it is. We feel like that, God, we have been, we have been deceived. We have been, we have been made to believe that if we rest, we're lazy. If we, if, we're, if we rest, then we're not pulling our weight. Or rest is for dead people. Father, can we just, can we, can we, can we put those lies away and step into what it is that you've called us to do? And before we begin the, the rigorous, exciting, full of, of good and anticipation new year of 2020, can we have a but first moment? But first, rest. And while we want to look back at everything and we huddle around you, Jesus, and tell you all the good and we ask what's next. And, and, and there's good things coming. We know that you will continue to provide us opportunities that will blow our mind and allow us to, again, deliver the same miracle and same transformation and the same healing that was in Mark 6. Before we get there, though, can we have this rest moment? I don't know what that looks like for everyone in here. But Father, I pray that you'll meet us in that space. You'll meet us in that place. You'll give us a little shh so that our hearts and our minds, our souls can just be still and rest. God, thank you for loving us enough and looking out for us enough. You knew, you knew that there would be a 2019 where we would get so busy and so distracted and so negative and so you name it that we would create this season of wrestling. You knew that, God. And so, again, looking out for us long before it ever got here, you instilled these moments, these teachings, these disciplines, these commandments of the importance of rest. So help us to step into those things. Thank you, God. Look forward to meeting you in that place, whether it's a boat, whether it's on my pillow, or any other place that you designate, God. Thank you for carving out space to be intimate with me, to be intimate with us, giving us peace and rest. We pray this through your son's name. Amen.